from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. right little rain still <laughs> we're still dealing with it on and off yeah and we talk about this because i assume the rest of the country is dealing with the same thing no it's 20 degrees <laughs> in places global warming yeah they have actually have indoor tennis in other cities we have to deal with outdoor regardless yeah we don't mind we don't mind it's a good break from the sun we'll be we'll be out in the sun plenty plenty speaking of sun <laughs> the land of the sun shine japan no. Oh. Okay, that's not right. That's Empire of the <laughs> Rising Sun. Rising Sun. That's the Empire of the Sun, which is a movie. <laughs> Bruce Willis. W- no. Wait, I thought it was Tears of the Sun. No. Empire of the Sun <laughs> was, uh, Batman was in that. Okay. What's that guy's name? Batman, the real, I'm Batman. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. No, that's his you real mean name. actor. <laughs> yeah, please. Christian Bale. That's the one. <laughs> he, was a, he, was a, he was a kid. Okay. He was in that, uh, I think it was Empire of the Sun. I'll take your word for it. We had enough movie talk the last episode. Did we talk about it? I don't remember. It's been a while. I've got good news for you. Okay, yes. I don't have my toy. No laptop, no sound effects. It's Perfect. over. It's over. It lasted one show. I can't be called out electronically Our thousands for one week. And, uh, thousands and thousands of fans uh, emailed uh, hideous um, you know, outcry right. to quit it. I thought they were all clamoring for more. No, nobody emailed at all. I don't even think we have an email anymore. No. I don't know if it works, but I thought I'd, you know. But email in. Ease, ease it back into the show at some point. Yes. To be honest with you, I didn't bring my laptop. <laughs> That's really what I forgot my laptop. So uh, my MacBook Pro, because I'm cool. That's right. So no, no, movie, no more movie talk, no more movie sounds, just the sweet, sweet sound of talking tennis. <laughs> Speaking of, okay, so where was it? Sunshine. Right. Sunshine State. <laughs> Florida. The other one. <laughs> oh, California? Is there That's something going on there? That's the one. But I guess both Sunshine States. Yeah. One of them is the Sunshine State. I don't they know which one. The, they call it the Sunshine Swing, if you There will, you go. Apparently. I don't know why. Yeah. They should call it the Sunshine Interlopers. <laughs> <laughs> Two interloping Sunshine State tournaments. Right. All up in the middle of clay court. Yeah. Couldn't they just call it the American Swing or something? I don't know. I don't know. No, they don't like America. They should like us right now because uh, Ryan Harrison's creeping up into the top 30 now. <laughs> Jack Sox not at eight anymore. And Tiafo just won a tournament. Look at American tennis. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This era, I've changed my mind. <laughs> One of the strongest eras in the history right. of men's tennis. It's incredible. One thing I think we can agree with is whether it's the weakest era or not, it's definitely the weakest era in American tennis. Oh. Well, we got a number eight. We got a number <laughs> thirty. We got a number something. And Tiafo. I think Isner's still top twenty-five. Is he? But if you listed our top three, it's got to be the worst top three that America's ever had. But then again, it's been the same top three for the last like three or four years. I'm glad you didn't say Jack Sock while I was drinking <laughs> right there because I would have spit all over <laughs> the microphone. We haven't had one of those in the show. Spit no. take. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. But uh, listen, any tournament in America is good. We don't have a lot of them. Right. We really don't. 
Um, Certainly not this caliber. Right. Because these are both masters. Or lower ones. You're right. Really, we don't. Or even lower, lower, lower ones. (laughs) Well, we need them. Right. I mean, we need them. Um, I did read an article. If that it wasn't really an article, that's not the right word. It was just a a PDF. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a memo. Um, It was a text. Something uh, from uh, the ITA, which they they sent it out. They disseminated that memo out to all the college coaches, but it came from the USTA. And apparently, they have done an exhaustive study and uh, a working group. I think that was word was thrown <laughs> in there. Any other, you know, circle back. Any right. other, yeah. uh, you know, words that are, you know, used these days in business parlance. Um, they're they're looking at uh, restructuring the the levels and what have you. Hmm. That's all I got. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't. I just skimmed it. I was like, I, who cares. You know why? You know why I only skimmed it? Probably five years from now or ten years from now. No, twenty nineteen. Okay, but here's why I skimmed it because the title at the top of the little memo PDF—it's like a four-page deal. Two thousand nineteen professional tennis pathway. <laughs> Damn it, USTA, you sons of bitches! Your favorite. You, re- you had a pathway for this. You got a pathway for that. You got green balls and orange balls and yellow. Pathways lead nowhere. And now you got a pathway to the Pro Tour. None of your other, I almost said the <laughs> F word, none of your other pathways have done squat. <laughs> you give up on net generation? I thought net generation was supposed to get us to the top. Yeah. You gave up on it before it's even fully rolled out. It hasn't been a year yet. So this uh, is supposed to be starting. I don't know, man. I skimmed it. <laughs> Yeah, and there's no reason to. No, no, no. Ask me your insightful, clever, you know, thoughtful questions. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, is this the, is this starting from scratch on how to get on the tour as a player? No, I don't know. I haven't read it. <laughs> what else? So it didn't matter the question. No, no. I want to hear them though. They're good. <laughs> oh, I want to see. These are questions that people want to want to know. Right. Are sure. these? Is this for players to develop to the highest level? Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and I love how the USC is the authority on that. Yeah, it's working for them so far. Right. So we should definitely follow Every them. player they've funded. I wonder how many they have funded. Oh, pisses me off. The USTA, unbelievable. You think I'll ever get a, a pro tournament <laughs> through the USTA <laughs> pro circuits? Yeah, I think we're... You're doing a great job, USTA. I love it. Right. Keep up the good work. More, <laughs> more pathways, please. Yeah, well, I thought you were going to get into your other document that you saw about... Uh, oh, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be the tease. Save it. By the way... I sound even sexier today than I did last week. That's impossible. Now, oh, <laughs> I thought you didn't listen to the podcast. That's why you act like you don't, because it's creepy. That's right. That's horrible. I listen let's, to myself Let's discontinue tonight. this line of, uh, <laughs> let's not go down this pathway, please. Yes. Uh, no, but I'm, I was on the front end of a cold last week, and now this week it's over, but I've been coughing and whatever else. and Good. And now it's over. So I'm not contagious. Right. And obviously in the last week you didn't catch it. No. But uh, it's got me all raspy. <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm going to start singing Landslide. <laughs> Did you get that reference? I, well, I know the song. I don't know who sings it. Oh, but. my God. Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> our, our producer didn't like that either. I didn't know that. Have you ever seen Fleetwood <laughs> Mac? You've never heard of Fleetwood Mac? Uh, I've heard the Dixie Chicks version of Landslide. Oh, my God. I, I cannot. I can't. <laughs> I don't think I could hate you. <laughs> any more than I do right now. 
I wasn't born when that song came out. Ho- hopefully, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Let's find out. When, when were you born? 83. 1975. Oh, Son of a See, there you go. I would play it, but I don't think we, we don't have that technology. I no, I don't think we have any legal oh, that too. authority to do anything. Everything like all those movie clips. That's probably why <laughs> I don't, we're probably all going, we're going to prison. Yeah. Um, I mean, we play like eight of them. Yeah. Or 10 of them. everybody Google that song and listen to it. And then you're good. Yeah. Um, that's what I sound like right now. <laughs> um, Stevie Nicks is the, there is, you the go. is the young lady. This is really just a pathway to his singing career, not the nice. uh, tennis podcast. Look at dropping pathway. <laughs> Bullshit. Anyway, so yeah, I'm raspy and uh, I feel like hell. I, no, 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 I don't feel bad. Actually, it's just my my, my throat is all hemmed up. Was well, there anyone who's not sick right now? In some to some level, it seems like the whole world is sick. Is that a political commentary on the <laughs> state of affairs? I don't know what you're talking about. That's not the, we're just a tennis podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. We don't care about regular stuff. We've already been controversial enough the last couple weeks. All right, so now then. Rationale and objectives for the 2019 professional tennis. Oh, by the way. Oh, geez. The, this is a quote. From whatever this USTA memo is. Now, to be fair, I guess somebody could have stuck USTA in the corner and sent me a piece of paper. But <laughs> I think this is actually official. The rationale objectives. The rationale for the new profession. I quote. The rash- <laughs> I'm going to make sure I say that to make sure it's, it's here. I'm not making this up. The rationale for the new professional structure of the ATP, WTA, and ITF. Are you familiar with those bodies? <laughs> yes. Okay. Is... To create an improved professional player pathway that can be navigated by players who are able to compete, win, and earn a living in professional tennis. So no, I think they're just restructuring it, trying to make it better for the professional folks out there. So I don't think it's, I don't think they're they're trying to develop a pathway from right. red, orange, green, and you know, mini nets all the way to the U.S. Open. Yeah, Is I think it just th- trying to make it easier in a in terms of a. A efficiency standpoint or in terms of actual player development? Really what I think they've done is listen to this podcast <laughs> and realize that, wait, wait, we need to restructure right. the we names do of something different because this is stupid. Yeah. Because we don't know how the women's are categorized. We don't know any of that means. And if they're not categorized the same, if the ATP and WTA, you know, the not the ITF Grand Slams, but right. the, the tour level tournaments, if they're not categorized exactly the same, then how can people bitch about equal prize money? Right. Because there's no... Yeah. You're well, supposed to laugh. That was a huge <laughs> setup for nothing. For no payoff. For nothing. <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out how the USDA has authority to do anything related to this. This is just a proposal? No, I'm, I'm sure it's a working group Because they don't have the ability to do that. I mean, they guess they're on the USDA Pro Circuit, but they don't have... They don't have any influence on the WTA or ATP. Okay, let me let me respond to that. We didn't <laughs> rehearse this, folks. This is just how this chemistry just flows. Oh, we've been rehearsing for hours. Don't believe them. <clears throat> this is as good as we can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually. Right. <laughs> All right, process. There's a heading called process. So that the perfect question for the next uh, section. Process. I quote: In 2016/17, the ATP, WTA, and ITF initiated a comprehensive research and analysis project to evaluate the current circuit structures with a goal of making changes in 2019. In addition, 
to the Grand Slams, ATP, WT, and ITF appointed an independent review panel to examine the sport's anti-corruption programs. We were talking about betting. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. They listen to this podcast. <laughs> they need to. I don't know if they do, but they need to. I got I got a pathway for your ass. It's <laughs> it's iTunes or yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> who knows? Not SoundCloud. Not SoundCloud. Stitcher. Yeah, baby. <laughs> what else? This is. I always feel like this is a test. It I is never a test. Get it wrong. pisses me off because you're zero for three hundred. You're one for three hundred eleven. Hey, yeah, I got, got Stitcher. Um, what's the What's that one company you search stuff and they own the world? Google. Google Play. See. I'll give you half credit for getting it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so um, I just use iTunes. That's why that's the only one I know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, who cares? But uh, they're talking about you know trans. Um, Tour draw, um, ITF um, tournament draw size is changing, qualifying size is changing, et cetera, et cetera. And I assume prize money being I, higher for I, lower, I give a shit. earlier exits in tournaments. Um, yeah, who cares? Well, and this won't affect anybody's, nobody will even know when they make changes like that because it doesn't affect hardly anything. Oh, here's a good one. How will this affect? The collegiate pathway. <laughs> I'm going to say the F word in, in this one. No, I'm not. The optimized USTA player pathway will take into account collegiate player schedules and place events at the appropriate level during periods of the new year when they can play. Wildcard linkages from collegiate events, e.g. NCAAs, ITA All-Americans, etc., to ITF transition tour and professional events will be reviewed and most likely expanded. <laughs> the USGA will work collaboratively, co- collaboratively with the ITA and with collegiate coaches to ensure a pathway to professional tennis is maintained. Then when are you going to get rid of no ad, you jackasses? <laughs> so that's supposed to enc- is that supposed to encourage potential pro tennis players to play college tennis or vice versa? I would say verse visa, <laughs> whatever the <laughs> whatever the first one you said. I mean, basically here. So in our country. Tennis really needs to be similar, not similar in terms of, you know, how it happens, but it needs to have a similar type deal to where baseball, right, football, basketball, I guess hockey, I don't know how hockey works in college, but have those as the, the precursor to the professional level. Now, the difference is those other ones, you are required to be signed by a team to make all your money. Whereas tennis, you can just win your way onto it, and there's no whatever. So you, there's nothing to stop a player from not going to college. Whereas like football, you can't join the NFL as an eight, as an eighteen, nineteen year old. Well, I think it's set up a lot better now for that because nobody's winning under twenty two anyway. Good so point. You play college for at least three, four years. That's a good point. And then you're in the same age range as all the other pros anyway. But the problem is, what if Europe and all these other players, European players, come in at eighteen, nineteen? And our best players are stuck in college. That's not going to help our American tennis prospects on the tour, at least. Well, I mean, we're kind of, it's we're kind of stuck right now a little bit in a uh, you know stuck in something. I don't know, like catch twenty two. Because right now, American tennis isn't deep enough to really fill the ranks of college tennis with players that can right. make that leap. Yeah. So we have to bring in international players. Um, but I mean, you can't stop. You couldn't. In other words, you couldn't stop players under 20 from being on the tour. Right. Unless you're going to do it worldwide, which yeah, would 15. be crazy. You'd be fi- right. I mean, they, they have age restrictions 
in terms of uh, you know limited schedules at younger ages, 14, right. 15. Which I guess they could keep that going, expand it up to you know 18 or 19 years old, but... They I mean, wouldn't. But no, there's no reason. Well, nobody else in the world That's what I mean. has our system of, of college, really. I, right. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. But we're Americans. We don't care about the rest of the world. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. And you know why it's not true? Because we have literally, literally hundreds of listeners from faraway lands. Oh, yeah. I'm serious. It's well, crazy. Well, that proves that they care about us, not the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> I... Didn't say that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, our system is a little different, and so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're not going to, let's say they're not going to say, okay, you were in college tennis for four years. Like you said, you're guaranteed to be on the tour as soon as you graduate because that would never work. Right. But I guess if you're getting, like you said, free wild cards at certain tournaments or something, I mean, that could entice people. Hey, if I, you know, am ranked in the top 25, I get a wild card into three pro tournaments or something. Right, so. Uh, right now, you can make professional tournaments part of your collegiate schedule, right? Because a lot of stuff you can't you can't you can't play quote unquote outside competition during your college season. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to explain the rule or whatever, <laughs> and it varies, you know, slightly depending on the division. But but there's some pro- prohibitions there, but. And also, you can't accept money, obviously. You're not a professional athlete. You're an amateur, and so you have to maintain that. However, they do have, you know, uh, some stipulations on that. You can accept a certain amount of prize money as a Division I player, and you can play professional events during your college season. Um, And your coach, your, your, your team budget can fund it. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, they'll travel to that something like that as a team. Well, and they had a lot of college players at the Challenger you know, I, there was a futures tournament in you know the Dallas area one time that had a lot of college players, so I've seen them all playing in those things, so I knew it was possible. But if they increase that, that is a good step. I mean, you know, if there's if there's a really good carrot, um, that's not a good. Nobody likes carrots. If, they, <laughs> if, if there's a good chocolate chip cookie out there on a stick for somebody, you know, that their pathway to potentially getting into some tournaments would be through winning at the college ranks. That certainly could be an an additional enticement. Because the idea, to, an enticement to play college tennis, because the idea is that you either play college or go pro. Not, you know, you don't want right. to waste, quote unquote, waste time, you know, kind of just with limited coaching because the NCAA has rules. They have time, you know, you, right. you can't work with players nonstop. They theoretically are college athletes. They have to go to school. Um, and so they have restrictions in terms of, you know how long the season is, how long you can work with players, et cetera, et cetera, in terms of coaching. So you're definitely not getting the kind of coaching you need in the college setting. It's not possible, right? Based on how it's set up. Plus, a team has one coach as a head coach, usually one assistant, and that's it. And you've got eight players, right? You know, maybe six starters, maybe seven starters, but you know, uh, and so you can't really give a player the time that he or she would need to compete at the level. Right. You know, to to make it on the pro tour, but so, but anyways, maybe some of those things uh, would entice more players because it doesn't take a lot. I mean, we're still talking about the same percentages we are talking about with other sports. You know, less than one percent of people every year make it from the college ranks to the pro ranks. Right. So it's not a huge deal if a lot don't. 
Well, I guess the part I'm missing is is the goal to get better players in college or better players in the pros or both. I think that's just a side benefit. I think yeah. I think I don't know to be honest with you. I don't know this this gobbledygook of a <laughs> of a memo. It's all kind. Of, you're right. The USDA is sending out a memo like they're doing shit. Right. They, they can't. I mean, listen. They probably have a decent amount of sway within the tennis world because they run the U.S. Open. Right. Which is the biggest of the big four. I don't mean the big four players. The big four tournaments. Yeah. You know, and and so they have some say, but. We're not we're not a you know a powerhouse as a country you know well it's not like there's some amazing player that's playing college tennis and not playing on the tour because he's restricted that's what I don't understand like we're not missing out on players that could be star professionals right because they're locked into college or the other way around like I don't think Jack Sock would have played college you number eight in the world I don't think he's regretting <laughs> missing college tennis you you forced that in there I like it though. I like it uh, yeah I agree with you but. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how. The, so I don't care what the USCA thinks. What I what I'm saying is I do think that we need to get to that point. And if any of these bullet points of what they're trying to do with this USCA memo thing and working with the ITF and ATP and WTA, if it does encourage more players to play in co- you know, American players to play in college, then I'm all for whatever yeah. the hell they're doing. I don't really care. And if it's trying to get more college players to play pro events, I'm fine with that too. And most uh, importantly, more pro events here not cincinnati level events right although that'd be awesome we can have you know a whole bunch more but more 25k 50k challengers or lower yeah you know which um, those should be i mean those should be in america every week they should be a dime a dozen they should be everywhere right and make the draw sizes smaller if they're the quality isn't filling them up i don't whatever i don't care but give american players a chance to not bankrupt their parents because they're trying to right. you know make make a run and see what they can do. Oh yeah, I mean it's crazy. We when we had the challenger here last year, there were some guys that were supposed to play and they got ousted at the last minute by r- their rankings or whatever. But I looked at their career prize money and they're you know three and four hundred in the world and they made like a couple thousand dollars yeah. over the course of two years. I mean, so you know they're spending way more than that 50 traveling times fifty times more than that because yeah. they also have to travel last minute. Yeah, so like you're calling them pro players, and they're making your know, career prize money five thousand dollars, four thousand right. dollars. Not good, not good. But I guess if they're on you know a college team, then you know then then it's okay if they're at least getting all that paid for. Yeah, I mean, but if that's not their intent, you know, a lot like you know Kentucky's one and done or right. whatever. If that's not their intent, then it really doesn't matter. Um, but again. What we really need to remember in that regard is it's only one percent, you know, less than one percent or whatever of players that, you know, are going to make it anyway, no matter what pathway they choose. Right. Um, or as my my dear friend and mentor, Coach Creasy, calls it, he said, we don't need a pathway. We need a, a freeway. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be speeding them towards success. Uh, but we'll see. I think they use that pathway term on purpose to piss people off. That's what I think. So The fact they're using that term tells you that they listen to the podcast. You think so? Because they know you don't like it. They must. They must. I hate them so much. <laughs> well, there's one more thing besides Indian Wells that uh, we might talk about Indian Wells. I mean, what do you, I mean, listen, the way the Americans are doing, how are they not going to win it? <laughs> so uh, Got to be the favorites. Yeah, why not? There's nobody else important. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, but there's one other thing that's uh, really interesting and really, I think, again, proves that this podcast, either 
they're listening and stealing our ideas, or we have a finger on the pulse <laughs> of the tennis world. And we'll talk about that when we come back. <laughs> It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. On the edge of your seat. Always. I every ask you break. That, uh, every break, I ask you that. <laughs> every break. I, I think it's because you're half asleep and you're sliding sideways. And I just record yes. I don't even actually say it. <laughs> yeah. Are you using my new toy, my sound uh, <laughs> clip machine there? Otherwise known as a, a laptop? Uh, authorized sound clips. No, I think you can use your own voice as much as you want. <laughs> so, uh, what do you want to talk about first? Indian Wells? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Are we done yet? I know it's so dramatic on who's going to win, but... Compared to last year, I mean, what is your feeling going into uh, the Sunshine Swing? Or uh, as you like to call it, the American Swing. Because <laughs> you're xenophobic. Well, I think the... What I'm most excited about, the same as I was in Australia, even though it didn't end up happening, was how all these players coming back end up doing. You know, Djokovic is back again. You know, Wawrinka, Nishikori. So now those guys have had a couple more months to recover. Can they provide any obstacle to Federer? Well, again, I don't count Labor Cup as real. <laughs> so, well, no, no, no. I, yeah. I don't want to use any results from that. To, right. You know, to, oh, wow, this player's really coming out of there, whatever. But didn't we kind of live and still are living off the fumes of the Miami final last year? Oh, yeah. Or the, was it the semis? What was Kyrgios and uh, Federer? Uh, was it semis? It was semis, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, like, I mean, his, his, like, oh, he's... He's finally, he's going to do it. He's so talented. He's going to do it. And we're still living off the fumes <laughs> of that empty tank. And he's still the one that I think has the potential to beat better, but he just has to make it that deep in the tournament. Right. Is the problem. Right. He loses some guy like me in the first round. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you to list three players that have the best chance to beat Federer, and you might have a hard time coming up with three players. Uh, mm. Certainly not Dimitrov. Oh, well, Djokovic, of course, Djokovic, <laughs> right? He is playing, but I don't see how he could beat Federer with his current status. But it was a minor procedure <laughs> yeah. he was having. Yeah, after he was out for six months. I'm uh, actually surprised he's back this Murray, quickly. Murray, Murray, is he, uh, can he? <laughs> no, nope. no, no. He's out till Wimbledon at least. Is the other Andy back? Did he, did he listen <laughs> to the podcast? Is Andy Roddick back? No, and he had a great results against Federer anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. That depresses me, man. I'm Listen, every week I am more in the Roddick camp <laughs> for being a Hall of Famer and, more importantly, coming back and saving men's tennis. Well, the reason that I always thought that, that he retired was that I heard that he was such a high work ethic. Brooklyn Decker. <laughs> but he had such a hard work ethic that he, he can't work any harder than he already did. Like Agassi wasn't known for his work ethic the first half of his career. Right. So he was able to, you know, have a resurgence. But I heard that Roddick just worked so hard in the gym and off the court that he knew he couldn't work any harder than he was already working. Well, maybe that was the problem. Maybe he's he's back a little bit. You know, yeah, now he utilize can. my plan. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I don't want to know what your pathway is to success. Pathway. I don't use a pathway. <laughs> I use a roadblock. That's right. 
but but just based on competition level, you're saying Roddick could be a top player. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> well, it is hardcore. He's a hardcore specialist. There you go. And you know, any American tournament would give him wild card like tomorrow if he said right I want to come play now. They'd put him in the draw. Unbelievable. I mean, they'd probably put Agassi or Sampras in the draw if they asked, <laughs> just for just for you know oh, to sell tickets. Connors, busy. <laughs> But no, I just don't. Can you literally name three players that have a chance to beat them? And obviously, anything can happen in one match. But I mean, a re- right, legitimate, right, right. Legitimate if I had, if I was allowed to gamble yes. as an NCAA coach, I cannot, and I do not. <laughs> if I was allowed to lay some money down, would it be uh, the old, the old standby, Federer <laughs> the field? Right. I am not putting my money on the field. Really? No. No, I mean, of I, not. I wouldn't either. And I'm normally, you know, in the camp of the field, but I wouldn't put your money on the field. <laughs> Let me ask you this: if it's if your options are Federer's going to win both tournaments, ooh, or the now field, he's getting then saucy. That's how sad we have to get. He has to like, well, Federer go undefeated this year or All lose right, a match. So he's got to win by a score of four and two <laughs> in both finals. Plus, right, never yeah. lose a set on the way to both. Holy hell! And he's got to get a flat tire on the way to the <laughs> tournament. Might be his only way he loses. Will he win both? Will he win both? Will he play both? Well, that's that may be the best chance that he doesn't win both. Oh, uh, well, he's not going to play clay, right? That's why he'll he'll probably play both. I mean, he'll play both, and he won't play clay. But man, it's hot as hell in Miami sometimes. Man, it's all human and stuff. Isn't it amazing that Nadal has never won Miami? Yeah, ever. Like, how yeah, is that possible? That, those heavy conditions, man. He should. Man, that should be his whole. I mean. It is hardcore, but still, he's won every other hardcore tournament. Yeah. Um. Is he gonna? Who's gonna? Where are we gonna? Who <laughs> gives a shit? I'm I, not. I'm not fired up about these two tournaments. Like, I, I mean, because they're big tournaments. Right. There are tournaments. Hey, we get to see tennis on TV, like at a normal hour. Yeah. By the way, still can't watch any effing women's tennis on. <laughs> BN had like a. 1987 soccer game on the other day. I don't know what the hell they were showing. They're using, you know, horse skin, you know, soccer balls you know, covered in, I don't know. But anyway. Um, Would you be more excited about it if Federer lost early? Because hmm. we have already established that the men's tournaments don't look like the women's tournaments when that happens. Right. So, uh, would I be? Yeah, uh, for sure. Yep, I would be. But not, but good question because because the quality i still wouldn't i guess it i would be excited about the opportunity of these young children trying to play uh <laughs> well and, and the player that beat him would need to ideally be the one yes, that won the tournament yes. not beat him and then lose the next it, round it couldn't be the 68 player in the world and they couldn't flame out in the next right. round which if it's an american that's exactly what will happen <laughs> well and you do have the the women's draws too in these like you said and I'm always excited about the Ian and Wells doubles because they always have all the players in doubles. Yeah, that. by the way, that's what I was about to say is that we get finally get uh, I got sidetracked on BN and soccer. But, yeah, <laughs> so we get to see women's tennis not on some right. channel in the 1,000s. In the same tournament. Yeah, in doubles, it's always interesting, but there's no players and they all suck, so who cares? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think, like, Djokovic is going to come back and try to play singles and doubles in the same tournament. And Federer doesn't need to. But Nadal will probably play and... Maybe some other, who knows, top players. I and mean, who knows if all that's going to actually happen? Why eight players will pull out before you know, right? Before the start, well, they, they can't pull out too late. But oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It just wears me out. All right, so where let's. <laughs> 
we need to make this an annual, a weekly <laughs> uh, Jack Sock um, <laughs> I Spy. Where is Jack Sock ranked today? Probably our number three seed or four number seed. ten in the world. Okay, right now. So, um, so yeah, so I don't know. Will he win both? But I mean, if you list the other top ten, Nadal can't beat him on a hard court. Chilich can't. And they're both. And, well, listen, Djokovic is broke down. Nadal's broke down. Yeah. I don't. I mean, how do you count them out? I don't know. But you can't trust. I can't. I don't feel like I can trust him either. Well, I do count them out against Federer. Against other people, you know, I don't count them out. But I don't think Djokovic even wants to play Federer right now because he he still has an edge over Federer. Right. I don't think now he would want to play him. Amazing time. Three or four of the greatest players in the history of the game, <laughs> all at the same time. I don't think sport has ever seen <laughs> anything like some of the Yankees teams assembled. What do you compare to? Uh, it's like an all star, right? Uh, anyway, no. Uh, let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick him to win Indian Wells. Okay, and he's he's not gonna win Miami. Okay. Is going to be down there with Will Smith and Jiggy Will. <laughs> I think, it, I mean, I don't know there's ever been a player who's won both tournaments two years in a row. God, I wish so that we, would be hard to do. I would. I wish we could legally play. I'd be playing Miami by Will Smith right now, talking about <laughs> going with two. Is there a song about Palm Springs? Or no, Palm not, Desert? Not, I don't think so. Uh, going back to Cali, I guess we could do some LL Cool J. <laughs> going there you back go. to Cali. I can't sing it. Sorry. <laughs> Copyright. Um, so, all right, who cares? Who cares about pro tennis? What about the women? Serena's got billboards. Yeah, I don't think she's coming back to either. Uh, no, definitely not Ian Wells. Maybe Miami she'll be back, but I don't know. I don't know. They got billboards. No, with her on them? Yeah, her husband. You didn't hear about that? No. Uh-uh. You need to learn from this young man. <laughs> he, he, uh, the billionaire. He put um, billboards up leading into Indian Wells saying, you know, like, welcome back, Serena. Hmm. And it said, G-M-O-A-T. Greatest mom of all oh, time. Oh, <laughs> Horny. Uh, yeah. Well, and remember, it was so long that she didn't play that tournament at all. And then she made her comeback a couple years ago, and it was such a big deal. Right. Racist or something. I don't right. know. What was, no, no, no. Really, I think that was it. Yeah, it, it was. That, well, it was her and Serena played, or didn't play, in the semis and got, um, there was a big controversy that that was intentional. They didn't play or. They let everybody know last minute or something. Oh, gotcha. And they didn't play for like 10 years. Yeah, I don't remember what happened there. I must not care. I mean, that should be a pretty strong field for Americans, the women's. I don't think the men's, any of those players are going to go deep. Um, I, You know what? Aside from the screaming, I can't wait for Vika to come back. Yeah, and who knows when that's happening. And either. hey, listen, I'm going to declare it right now, okay? Who's that dude, um, Silva, that screams a lot? Is that his name? In he, tennis? He like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, I don't know. Yeah, I, I saw him play another day, and he he grunts oh, like. Oh, Dutra Silva you're talking about? Him. Yeah, he, he. I haven't seen him play. Is he, he really loud? Yeah, it's obnoxious, and it's like the ball is like, <laughs> you know, out in the parking lot by the time he is off his racket and I can't gone. think of the other guy. There's another Spanish guy who's like that too. And I don't like it. It's annoying, okay? But I'm going on record. Yes, the women are ten times worse because the level of their pitch or whatever. Right. Yo, dog, you're pitchy. Um, <laughs> it's, it's worse because it hurts my ear worse. I'm sorry. Is that sexist? If it is, then you're dumb. It's well, just, they said five or six years ago too they were outlawing grunting on the women's tour except for players that were already on the tour 
but then I haven't heard anything about that. Oh, yeah, whatever. Because the players that are on the tour now are newer, and they're still doing it. They don't fo- enforce anything. They don't. What are they, I mean, in qualifying for the juniors or in the juniors at the U.S. Open, they enforce the shot clock, <laughs> the serve clock. Other than that, nothing. I guess they're trying to get all the younger players used to it, and then they're going to enforce it later. But Federer will still be on the tour in 10 years, so he'll never have to play by the new rules. All right. Sunshine swing in the books. Who cares? <laughs> We'll talk about, you know what, we'll talk about it post and what it really actually means to this shitty era of tennis. Because I've got something better. <laughs> and I think, I think you're going to, you're going to, listen, you might need a little ice or some kind of stretching after this segment oh, because geez. we're going to hurt ourselves patting ourselves on the back. Because <laughs> I'll tell you That's something. every week. Listen, I'll tell you something. We did it, man. Yeah? We did it. We finally accomplished something? I think so. I think so. And, uh, I mean, people out there might be afraid to give us credit. I don't know. But I'm taking credit. <laughs> I'm taking credit, and I'm going to hold on to it. Is it going to be one of those things where they list us in the acknowledgments with like 100 different other names that nobody ever reads? No, they're not going <laughs> to say one word about us. We're not us. even going to get that. No, nobody's going to. No. Nope. But I don't care. Because I don't need your damn dirty credit for it. We don't do it for the recognition. We do it for improving the game. All I care about is that they're going to do something and try something, and we may be found out that we're dumbasses. Right. And what we wanted them to do is such a ridiculous idea, and then I'll be like, um, yeah, let's delete that podcast. <laughs> well, and they're not just trying it. They're, like, going all in. Hey, you don't know what I'm talking about yet. You're supposed <laughs> to be all surprised. I thought we rehearsed For this. once, I know something. The Davis Cup. Yeah. You heard me. Change into a one-week season-ending event in 2019. Come on, baby. <laughs> you know they heard that from us. And it's every two years, right? Maybe four. <laughs> I, think they're gonna, I think they're really going to go all in and really listen to us and make it four. Oh, I thought it was still every year. It is. is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I couldn't, we couldn't get everything. But it, it's a positive step, I yeah. think. Um, and I, I think it's going to be well more attended by players. I mean, we won't get, you know – that that feeling of <clears throat> playing an away tie, right? And all the evil fans throwing stuff at us, but I'll I'll give that up. And the only thing I didn't like about it is how late in the year it is. Like, why? Just because I figured they would do it, you know, two weeks after the open or three weeks after the open. You're gonna have to have guys hanging on for you know eight weeks after the open and still playing. Or it's essentially the beginning of the season. Well, maybe that. Yeah, is people they- quit after the open and then. That starts their new season. Yeah, because I mean, you know, it's it's um, well. Then again, that might hurt the quality. Well, and how are they going to get sixteen teams into a week? Too, I was also curious about that. Maybe an up, upper level of eight and a lower level of eight or something. But even eight, you got to play three rounds. Yeah, I don't know. That's that'd be nine days without a break. So I, was, I don't know how they're going to fit it into a week. I guess they're just going to change the format altogether. Now, here's one interesting thing. This was all, I don't know if it was spearheaded, but it was uh, worked out in conjunction with a group, an uh, investment group that was founded by a soccer player. <laughs> huh. Making an event closer to World Cup, the yeah. idea of a soccer player. So, um, so yeah, so season-ending event. It's going to happen in uh, 2019. 18 teams. Not 16, 18. Which is even stranger. Possibly. And 
Andy Murray and Djokovic are all in. They're for it. Okay. If they're in one piece. <laughs> um, and the total purse, $20 million. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? $20 million. Well, and that, I mean, that does give the players like three extra weeks of rest during the season. So they don't have to play those four rounds of Davis Cup that they have, you know, once every three months. Oh, so it's a round robin followed by a quarterfinal knockout stage. Hmm. How do you play that many? Sound like uh, anything you've heard of <laughs> um, soccer or football? And plus, um, eight, 18 isn't divisible by I know. anything. <laughs> right, but you probably have uh, a couple like automatic number one seeds or yeah. something. I don't know, man. Who cares? Just do it. All I care about is this one week, and it will be focused on. Right. And I think a lot like the Olympics. I got news for you, buddy. I couldn't give two shits about the Swedish curling team. <laughs> but when it's during an event that encompasses my curling team yeah, and Canadian curling team and the whoever and the whoever, then I'm into it. <clears throat> then I'm seeing the Swedish, you know, curling, you know, whatever, <laughs> right? Is that Swedish? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that was the exact translation. And so, I, I mean, listen, I'm an idiot, all right? I have a podcast, but more importantly, I just like watching tennis. So I'll watch Kazakhstan Davis right. Cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a bad example because who wouldn't? Because <laughs> who are they? But, you well, know, I'll they, watch. Well, if it's all together, too, you can go back and forth between different courts like they do in the Grand right. Slams. Whatever match is competitive. And hopefully DirecTV will jump on board and give us the you know yeah. all the different courts. Or the star players. Right. So it doesn't say where it's going to be played. A, lot, a, a place with a lot of courts, yeah. I would hope. Lake Nona. <laughs> oh my God! I will kill myself. Will, will kill the USTA, myself. USTA oh sponsored Davis Cup. Oh my God! <laughs> they don't need that many courts uh, for it. No, they don't. But and I don't know what I don't know how many areas they have that have the amount of stands. I mean, you can bring them in, of course, and, and set up stuff. But I don't know. It's got to be a big facility, obviously. But uh, uh, but I, who cares? It, it's it's a positive, I think, a positive change. They're doing something. I mean, this is wild. Yeah. I mean, this is. Yeah, they don't usually make changes that extreme. Yeah, this is cra- this is crazy for the, for the tennis establishment world. This is big. Um, and who knows if Labor Cup. I don't know. I don't think Labor Cup itself had anything to do with this. I think the talk from Labor Cup. Right. That made them sit up and say, oh, wow, okay, we are old and stodgy and set in our ways and and might, people were really interested in that when it was over you know four days right as opposed to trying to figure out when davis cups on in january and april and august and once again listening to the podcast your brilliant take is i never know when Bra- davis <laughs> cup is on until the t- i cross over the channel right. and oh there it is son of a bitch yeah well and now the next step is putting davis cup and fed cup together if that happens, a huge event. If that happens, there's no question in my mind they're listening to the podcast. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I mean, I could tell you some of the countries that listen. It's a lot, and I don't even want them to. I'm American, baby. All right. I don't. I don't all this international BS. But let's just give a rundown of some of the countries. <laughs> I mean, Canada's any. We like Canada. Right. I'm all right with Canada, Eugenie. Um. So. We can, you know, we can get down with the North American type, you know, right uh, teams. How about Great Britain? They're boy, they're our boys way back, right? <laughs> so we have some uh, listeners from uh, Great Britain. 
about, what's funny is how about Australia? Yeah, that's expected. Another Commonwealth. Big tennis. They speak English. Area. We speak you barely, but we speak English. <laughs> You're an English major. That's right. Not As we learned last week in my clearly. expansive knowledge. So all those are English speaking countries except for Quebec of Canada, French. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Um, but how about Germany? Huh? You got some Germans listening. I don't speak German, do you? No. Eins, zwei, drei. All right, that's it. I can count to three. You know where I got that from? No. You'll never guess. You'll never guess. Is it some? Is it Mash or some terrible uh, movie? Cool Runnings, man. There you go. Nice. You remember that? Yeah. They were like uh, looking at the Germans or whoever the hell it was, like, and they they and, started counting in German. And they had a team in this Olympics. It was it, the, fir- it, the first ever something. No, no, no. In the, not this year. This year they had oh. the first ever of some other uh, was type. It, was it women's bobsled? Yeah, women's or, or two-person or something. Or the liege. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we got German, which I learned three words. One, two, and three. <laughs> and I learned it from a Jamaican bobsled team movie. <laughs> yeah. That's not bad. Um, how about another foreign country? California. <laughs> Shots fired. I'm sure Sorry, if we were there, kidding. it would seem like a foreign country. Um, so how about this one? Many different things they do. Indonesia. Hmm. Now, I'm not going to ask you to find it on a map because I know you couldn't, <laughs> but it's far. English, not geography. Belgium. More French-speaking people. Justine France. and Kim are listening. I uh, know. That's right. Oh, how about this one? Cuba. Huh. They're probably picking this up, you know, They're on the underground. On the underground. Thing. They probably hear it coming across the water from Key West, you know, our antenna. <laughs> um we fly to Key West every week to record. Um, <laughs> but what's funny is I have this new email service, and it will tell you where the email was open from. And I'm and I'm getting these emails showing an opening all places, and I'm like, a lot of basements. <laughs> oh no! Oh, you mean countries, location? Okay, <laughs> yes. I see. But I find that weird. That but again, we don't know if this means where they are when they open it or where their account originates from. That's what I'm curious about. It's where their phone is from. Yeah, because I don't have no, 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 connections no. to other countries. If you're German, but you're in the U.S., right. it's going to say Germany. Right, that's if, what I mean, yeah. I, yeah, but I mean, there's people in Germany. Who the hell's flying over here to listen to our podcast? Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> so anyway. People have heard about it here. So yeah, so we got a bunch of fans from all over, so I don't want to insult too many people. But hopefully, hey, if you're from a foreign country, call in and tell <laughs> us how you think about this whole new Davis Cup situation. Um, I wonder if they're going to kind of do a similar type of thing for all the lower Right. I was groups. curious about that, too. Are they going to get rid of all these tiny countries? Or? I don't know. I skimmed articles. I don't see why they would. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, they could let them keep doing it you know, well, the same ha- way. And they have to wait on the losers of this one to play right. that one. So, you know, they may not. So. Well, it'll be interesting if everybody in 2018 plays Davis Cup to make sure they qualify for the new format. And well, Is it 2018 or 2019? I think it's 19. Yeah, so we'll see if all of them play. Yeah, because they're already in the middle of the season right. for 18. So it might be too late. One last question to pose as we uh, sign off. So Eugenie Bouchard wins her case. Yes. She's now probably made more money from that than her tennis career. <laughs> and I'm not talking about endorsements. Right. Obviously, a swimsuit issue and all that. Um, I read an article. can't remember who wrote it, which is terrible. Suggesting, nay guaranteeing <laughs> I don't know if they guaranteed but it was close to a guarantee that Eugenie Bouchard would win a Grand Slam that's a hot hmm. take right there buddy what do you think who uh, cares who cares 
But what I can ask you is, <laughs> what is the where is she going to peak rankings oh. wise hmm. this by the end of this year? She back in the top ten? No. Fifteen? Hey, fifteen, fifteen, fifteen no. do I hear sixteen, sixteen, <laughs> do I have twenty eight? I don't know what her ranking is now, but one thousand <laughs> three million eighty seven point two and a half. I will put her in. You're not saying where she's going to end the year. You're saying what her best ranking right, will be just, during right, the year. Right, right, right. Because, you know, with points and how they yeah. come and go and whatever, it's just, I just want to see where I think she's going to get to. I think she'll get in the 20s at best. High 20s. Mm. So if everything falls right, she'll crack just inside, like 28, 27 right. max. Guys, you're evil. <laughs> Well, I don't think she's been in the twenties for I don't know. She how long. had a concussion. <laughs> Three year concussion. The court case has proved she doesn't suck at tennis. <laughs> it proves that she is just was dizzy all this time. Who knew? Well, what's gonna be interesting is once these little endorsements and sponsorships start drying up, if that helps her or hurts her. Sometimes it helps you when you have to make money by winning. Well, I don't know that. Well, right. I don't think they're going to drive anytime soon. I mean, she's smoking hot. <laughs> but, I mean, people do want their players to actually be on TV occasionally and win matches. Huh. You have to have some exposure. Well, I don't know. And here's why, and here's why <laughs> I say that. Because <laughs> she apparently is into so much other stuff. Well, I was going to say Anna Kornikova was never deep in tournaments. She's still... Yeah, but she, she won doubles tournaments. Right. And uh, and she was top ten. For, I mean, for a decent, while, I mean, you know, she she had a lot more success than people give her credit right. for. Oh, definitely. Now she's not a Hall of Famer. She's no Andy Roddick. <laughs> um, wasn't she discussed for Hall of Fame at one point? Was she? I think she was on like the list of potential candidates, and then she didn't end up getting accepted. And people were saying, "Well, she was a finalist and won these many doubles." And uh, they need to have a separate Hall of Fame for doubles then. <laughs> She is, what do you think her ranking is now? 70s. And, and I'm keeping it because you can't pick up <laughs> my phone. God, I'm normally so good at this. All right, but. So you think she's barely going to get into the top 20. I think she's going to get into the top 15. Okay. And that means she's going to have to rise in the rankings 100 Oh, spots. my gosh. Yeah, see, I knew she wasn't. She is 115. Which means but she can't even get in the slams right now. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to roll up. She's going to roll up. Bust out her Instagram and say, here. Yeah. Here's my bikini. <laughs> All right, you're in. Here's my slam ticket. Holy hell. We need to get a women's, like, 125 so she can yeah. play it. Well, I don't know her injury status or whatever, but I don't know how her ranking is still that low. When, like you said, she can get in any term she, she wants. She had a concussion caused <laughs> by the negligence of the USTA. What else do you want? She's your new crush. No, but she gives me something to watch, and I don't mean like that, but I mean, like, It'll be interesting to see. It, it, it's almost, almost, and don't punch me on the face when I say this, it's almost Agassi-esque coming from way downtown. Yes. So anyway. Well, I'm going to get your, pit your former flame so against your current. Here's what we got. We got Jack Sockwatch. How far will he drop and how soon? And we've got Bouchard. As every, as every player gets healthy, he goes back. How many spots right. do they push him down? And Eugenie Watch. <laughs> Can she get so? To, what's the lowest Jack Sock will get this year, oh and the highest Bouchard will get this year? Oh man! <laughs> oh, I think he'll he'll stay inside the top thirty. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I was going to say 20, but that was riskier. All right. It's kind of like... It's like name that tune. Yeah. I'll say 20. It'll stay in the top 20. All right. Is that... Well, give me an actual number number. 20 what? I'll just say 20. I think he'll never be in the 20s this year. So he'll be outside the 20s? No, he'll be always 19 or better. Okay. I think he'll... Okay, that's your plus or minus is 20. I say plus. (laughs) He's going to be above 20. You say he's inside the 20. Done. Eugenie Bouchard... I say fifteen. You say thirty. Oh, well, yeah. we did say, say peak. So, yeah. did, so I think she'll touch fifteen. You think she touch thirty? If she's yeah. lucky. All right, you heard it here first and probably last. <laughs> we'll forget. But right. anyway, all call, right. Call us out on our predictions. Anything else? Well, I was going to ask your old flame versus your new flame. Who's going to peak oh, higher this year? Canada, baby, all day. Oh, <laughs> sure. Pope is not getting the top fifteen all year. Um. I don't know, man. Who cares? She's dead to me. <laughs> I don't even know if she's playing. I know. Who knows what's going on? All right, so anything else? That's it. When I say anything else, don't add a bunch of shit in, please. <laughs> it means we're done. That's a, that's a rhetorical God, question. Lee, this is our 4,000th podcast, and you haven't figured it out yet. All right. I'd like to keep him here. Anything else? No. Nope. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wheels are turning. All right, well, hey, don't forget. Check out the Instagram. There's nothing on it. There's Stitcher, nothing. Google Play. There are people following our Instagram. I have no idea why. Does it literally say nothing? It just has a name? It just has, yeah, and there's no pictures. <laughs> nothing. I need to take one picture of Those something. Are probably scam artists waiting for you to post. Oh, crap. You're like right. contact info. Oh, my God. <laughs> my social. Um, Yeah, so check out our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com. Our Instagram, I don't even know what it is. Twitter, 10SREV, Tennis Rev, at Tennis Rev on Twitter. Uh, retweet the episodes out. Tell all your friends we are growing, but damn it, we're not growing as fast as we deserve. Do you hear me? <laughs> we're putting in work here, people. Maybe. A little. Yeah. Some. So we show up. Right. We drove in the rain today. That's that's dangerous. <laughs> Dedication. Um, yeah. Check out our Facebook fan page, Tennis Revolution Podcast. Share that. Like that. Do whatever the hell you do with that thing. You know, Facebook it out or tweet it, whatever <laughs> the equivalent of tweeting it out Facebook is. Facebook it. Do it all that. Hey, bye. If you want to be romantic out there, damn it, why don't you treat me like uh, Serena's husband? Buy me some billboards, for shit's <laughs> sakes. Put some billboards up at the I old tournament there. you going to say swipe me on Tinder. Oh, for the love of God, please don't. Uh, yeah, give me some billboards up there. Tennis Revolution Podcast. G-P-O-A-T. Greatest podcast oh, of all time. And podcast is one word, so it's not G-P-C. O-A-T. GP. That O-A-T. hashtag's not going to take off. I don't even know what a hashtag is, but I hear you. <laughs> All right, everybody out there, thanks for joining the revolution again, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Eugenie. You want me, baby. <laughs> <laughs>